Smartcast. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Imposter syndrome's this kind of nice surface level term that we banter about with like, oh, I have imposter syndrome, right? Because it's easier to say that than to be as vulnerable to go, I really have a lot of self-doubt. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Ignite Management Services and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to remind you that the Qualified Leadership Book Series, which includes all three of my best-selling leadership books, is now available on my website, johnsrenny.com. You get all three books for 15% off the Amazon and Barnes & Noble price, but this offer is only available on my website. Now, this is the perfect Christmas gift for the leader or future leader in your family. So check it out at johnsrenny.com. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about how to overcome imposter syndrome, and my guest is Michelle Molitor. Michelle is known as the mind detective because of her uncanny ability to remove the mental blocks created by imposter syndrome, anxiety, self-doubt, and burnout. We sat down and talked about the common issue of imposter syndrome and what leaders need to do to overcome this mental roadblock. I learned a lot from this conversation, and I know you will as well. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Michelle Molitor. Michelle is a speaker, author, executive coach, and hypnotherapist. She is the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting and co-author of the best-selling book, Breakthrough Healing. Michelle works with executives and entrepreneurs where she brings over 30 years of experience, intuitive insights, and strategic business savvy to help them succeed. Her clients dub her the mind detective because she is an expert at helping high-achieving professionals Remove the roadblocks created by imposter syndrome, anxiety, self-doubt, and burnout. I'm excited to have her on the show to learn how we can remove the roadblocks in our lives and careers. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. It's a joy to be here with you. Yeah, it's good to meet you. And I'm excited to talk about the subject because I think it's something that 
every leader faces. And sometimes we push it to the side and we ignore it, but we all deal with these struggles. So I think we need to get it out there uh, and talk about it. So that's why I'm glad to have an expert like you on the show to talk about it. Um, first of all, I just wanted to just to, to understand you a little better. How did you get into this role that you're in where you're coaching executive executives and entrepreneurs, especially this idea of removing roadblocks? How did you kind of become get into that and become an expert in that area? Yeah, well, it's been an interesting, uh, circuitous route. Um, I've been a professional coach now for 22 years. And um, in my former career, I was a creative director in web development here in the Bay Area and the high tech boom. And um, I was building out a team and um, hired two gentlemen who made it abundantly clear they didn't like working for a woman. And ultimately, I got bullied out of my job. And it was pretty devastating to my sense of value and worth and confidence, right? Um, so I hired this newfangled thing called a coach uh, to help me figure out what to do. And in the process of that, I was like, oh, this is what my heart has been asking me to do. So um, but pivoted my career um, and opened, uh, my own business, Nectar Consulting in 2001. And I've been doing it ever since. And all along that path, I've been on a mission to figure out, well, how do you reclaim your confidence when it gets so painfully shattered? Like mine had been and realized, um, along the way that, oh, it had really created this case of imposter syndrome. Like, who am I? I'm a fraud, despite all the, the, you know, expertise um, that I have, there was still this, well, maybe I don't know enough or maybe I don't have it right, right? And there was all that second guessing that was happening. So I've done tons and tons of research um, and personal development, professional development, and have worked with thousands of people worldwide to help them overcome their limiting beliefs, those little voices in our heads that mm. say, well, who are you, John? Do you mm. actually know enough? Are you worthy? Are you deserving of that title, that position at the table, right? And helping people get at the root causes of those blocks is really my specialty um, so that they can change their mind and rewire their neural pathways in their, in their brain literally so they can show up much, much more confidently and wholeheartedly step into who they are authentically. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned imposter syndrome being one of the uh, areas where people struggle. What are some of the other er challenges that these high-performing leaders face from a mental health perspective? So what is what are some of the things you dive in? I mean, obviously, imposter syndrome, and I want to talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But what are some other areas where they where you where you find people are stuck, where they have these, as you say, these uh, limiting beliefs that they're stuck on? Yeah. Well, it. It all, um, the, the different areas of that it shows up in as uh, overgiving of burnout, um, overwhelm, mm -hmm. and that can lead to um, or be caused by toxic uh, work environments, toxic cultures with other folks who um, haven't, who haven't yet tapped into their own um, authentic selves and they're working behind facades and making other people wrong and not make not taking accountability for their actions. All of that has a 
detrimental role on our own mental health, our physical well-being, our mental well-being, um, even our spiritual well-being, right? Because we start to believe those things that that the negative energy, that the thoughts, the beliefs, the words that people are saying to us um, start to sink in if we're not careful. And all of that uh, negative energy that's coming at you, um, the people who are, you know, putting you down to make you feel, make themselves feel better. Um, each time that happens, it creates barriers and blocks because our our dignity is getting violated. Our sense of value and worth is being stepped on or stepped over, or even dismissed or destroyed, right? And when that happens, um, the part of your brain, the amygdala, right? It's your fight, flight, or freeze mechanism in your brain that's there to keep you safe, right? It's like, oh, oh, that's not safe. So we start to put up these barriers one layer at a time after another after another to protect our ego, to protect our safety, our physical and mental well-being. And that starts to create these limiting beliefs of, well, don't do this because that's not safe and you can't go over there. And it starts to have your world come in on you, right? That's when we start feeling that stuck feeling because we, once we're in the safety of our comfort zone, which is now uncomfortable and cramped. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you say you talk about safety because one of the things I've, I observed in my 22 years working for, you know, three global companies was fear, a lot of fear-based decisions, fear-based actions from leaders, like my peers, my bosses, other leaders. I would just, you could tell it was a fear-based decision. I don't want to lose my bonus. I don't want to lose this job. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to look silly. You know, there was a lot of fear um, in the way th people made their decisions. And I, I know, I just as a casual observer, I love people and I notice things about people. And as one of the things I noticed, like there was fear like almost everyone was dealing with some level of fear in their jobs yes. and um and I and I they were and it affected how they dealt with others how they dealt with the people that reported to them how they dealt with their peers they were some that were afraid oh you're going to step on my turf and so they were very protective of of their departments and very and and not willing to uh, collaborate and work together so it's just yeah. very interesting but a lot of it was I always said it came down to fear was the number one issue i noticed in terms of uh negative um, behaviors was was mostly fear-based. Does that sound familiar? Does that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the interesting thing that I've learned through, through all of my work, Sean, is that those fears are very personal, right? And those fears go way, way back. So imagine if you, if someone was growing up in a household that um, there was anger or yelling or a lot of negative toxic beliefs in the family household. As a child, our brains are not fully formed until we're 25. And so um, our brains are like sponges as children. It just takes in all the information. So whatever that environment is that you're growing up in sets the foundation for your beliefs about yourself and how to move safely through the world. So if those foundational beliefs are telling you that certain things are fearful or you have to avoid them, don't get into conflict, that's bad, it's not safe, whatever those are, um, it, then that starts to create those underlying beliefs of, 
well, maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving or I'm not lovable. And all of that creates the very deep subconsciously held beliefs that then drive our behaviors through the world. So again, we stay safe. Our amygdala is always trying to keep us safe. I call her Amy. Amy loves you. She just wants to keep you alive and on the planet, right? But she doesn't know that the rules change over time. And so until we, oftentimes we hit a wall, right? In my case, it was, um, you know, getting bullied out of my career as a creative director um, to have you go, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't work for me. And I need to find a different way to move through the world. Mm -hmm. So as leaders, it's really important probably more important um, as you rise up the ladder of, you know, corporate America to do that internal work on yourself, to move your own old stuff out of your way. I call it the junk in your trunk, right? You got to let go of those old emotional beliefs that really don't serve you anymore. And they're not a reflection of who you are today. They might've been put in place at a younger age to protect you, but now they're probably getting in your way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And that's why I'm glad to have you here talking about it. Cause I think, you know, if, if the listeners are honest with themselves, they're, they're, they're all facing some sort of self-limiting belief and they, you know, that's, that's causing them to act in a certain way. And like you said, you know, um, they're trying to protect themselves in some way. They're trying to feel safe. And, uh, and they're not being able to achieve what they really could do if they could sort of resolve that issue for sure. Uh, one of the, one of the, let's get back to imposter syndrome. Um, so what's interesting about imposter syndrome is that it is common with a lot of high achievers. So that's, that's the thing. And I, and I faced it in my early days as, uh, um, when I first got in the Navy and got into nuclear power school. Uh, I was with the best and the brightest engineers from all over the country, from the top engineering schools. And there was me, some kid from New Hampshire that, you know, somehow got into the program. And I I was definitely felt like an imposter. And it was a, it was a really one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, which was, you know, trying to feel like I belonged in this community of really smart people. Um, So what's the root cause of imposter syndrome? Why is it so common with, with high achievers, uh, especially? Well, the root, the root causes of imposter syndrome, I like to say imposter syndrome is this kind of nice surface level term that we banter about with like, oh, I have imposter syndrome, right? Because it's easier to say that than to be as vulnerable to go, I really have a lot of self-doubt. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so self-doubt is the underbelly of imposter syndrome. And all the research that I've done, I've identified five different self-doubt archetypes, right? Um, And those different archetypes show up in different ways because of your life experience, right? Um, The thoughts, the ideas, the beliefs that you took on at a young age that have carried forward with you, right? So... The, the five, del- five self-doubt archetypes are, there's the procrastinating perfectionist. These are our, our colleagues who have to have everything just right, just perfect before they're willing to put it out there for others to be judged, right? So they overdo, they overwork, right? Mm-hmm. We have the, sh- the shapeshifter. These are our colleagues who are masterful at juggling multiple roles, 
because they're just trying to stay safe and please others. Typically, um, oftentimes, not always, but there's some narcissistic caregiver in their background, in their past, right? So they're always trying to make sure that they keep things calm. Um, The third one is the reluctant resistor. And these are our friends who are too afraid to be seen or judged or even rejected for their work. So they're reluctant to take on new challenges because of the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Then we have the anxious avoider, right? These are folks who were so scared of being rejected, of not knowing enough or not having all the answers. Um, They feel they just need to do it all by themselves. This was my personal favorite for quite some time. (laughs) And then we have the fearful follower, right? Um, They're just... They don't trust themselves, so they're they're always trusting other people's advice and and ignoring their own gut instincts and expertise, even to their own detriment, right? And each of these um, self doubt archetypes uh, show up for different people. I like to call them the um, they're like the 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 five love languages of self doubt. <laughs> so you might have more than one that. Um, is really uh, speaking to you, mm. but um, they, and they show up at different times in different ways. But as you start to recognize them, that's when you can then um, pull them apart and and recognize the value and worth that you do have and that you do bring to the table. So that's the way to start combating your imposter syndrome is to really understand that you are always worthy. You are always um, enough. And as you start to really embody that and rewire your neural pathways with those new belief patterns, then you start to show up more confidently and capable and the procrastination and the avoidance behaviors start to fall away. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. As a leader, you're responsible for the mission and the people assigned to you. Regardless of the size of your team, employees are depending on you for their lives and careers. For the sake of your team and the people who entrust you with this role, you need to master the skills to become a great leader. Best-selling leadership author John Rennie is proud to introduce the Qualified Leadership Book Series. This new series teaches you how to become a people-centered leader. Great leaders know that employees who are respected, appreciated, and allowed to grow will go the extra mile. These books provide real-world leadership wisdom written from a hands-on perspective. If you want to be a more effective leader, this is the one book series you should read this year. This three-book series contains the following best-selling leadership books. I Have the Watch, You Have the Watch, and All in the Same Boat for one low price of $39.99. Begin your journey to become a leader worth following. Go to johnsrenny.com and get your order in today. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool, This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. 
It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Liberty Strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at libertystrengthtx.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. Like in my case, I came from a blue collar family. No one in my family had ever gone to college. No one's ever been an engineer. No one's ever gone to nuclear power school. This was, I was in uncharted waters and I, yes. you know, and there were people around me that felt that looked like, or they at least acted like they, they belong there. And I just felt, yeah, I do not belong here. This is way outside my comfort zone uh, in a big way. And back then, I didn't even know the term imposter syndrome, but I wish I had known what yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> well, it it, uh, it actually showed up in about 1978 when two um, psychologists did a study of high-performing women and termed, uh, coined the term imposter phenomenon, and it's okay. kind of grown and become a very popular kind of keyword these days. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's um... That's uh, it's it's great to 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 hear you know the origin stories, and I'm so glad to hear that now it's it's kind of a common term, and people are and there's ways to deal with it, right? As you mentioned, yeah. there's these five self doubt architect archetypes, and there's ways to work through each of those depending on what you might be encountering in your own uh, you know experience. But I like what you say that the the bottom line is it it's self doubt, and that's where really the root cause of that. And uh, and they've got to work through it. So um, let's switch gears a little bit. You're known as the mind detective. I love that. I love detective stories. So um, what's explain your approach to helping leaders discover and remove the roadblocks that they might have in their their leadership journey. So how does a detective go about her work? Yes, yes. Actually, a client dubbed me that um, a while ago. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I'm going to take that. Um, so. In the, in the individual work that I do with clients, um, it's a combination of unique tools that include coaching, cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnotherapy, somatic therapy, um, energy work, all sorts of different ways that I basically help someone tap into their subconscious mind 
and the programming that is sitting there. So your subconscious mind is 90% of your brain power, whereas your conscious mind is just 10% of your brain power, John. Mm. And, you know, every modality has its place um, and everyone needs different things on their journey. Um, I found that the combination of coaching and hypnotherapy that allows me to go to that deep subconscious level very quickly um, so that we can get at those root causes is what creates powerful transformation in a, in a relatively short period of time. So um, in months, not years, I can help folks eliminate and transform those limiting beliefs. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Um, who am I to be at the head of the table, whatever that might be, to really owning um, their authentic self and their true gifts. And it's it's a it's a process, right? But it's simple, it's safe, um, it's all science-based. Um, it's basically neuroplasticity at its best, right? Um, using um, the sound of my voice, right? I take you into a very relaxed state, an alpha brainwave state, which is that half awake, half asleep place. And in that state, um, you're awake, you're listening to my questions, you're able to answer me, but your body feels really, really relaxed. And that allows us access to the subconscious mind and allows it to bubble up to the surface the information that we need in that moment for that particular situation or that particular challenge that someone is faced with to get at the understanding of, well, not only about how that belief got put into place, but more importantly, how do you want to change your mind? How do you want to think about it now as an adult in a way that's going to empower you versus the old belief that was disempowering you because your amygdala was trying to keep you safe around that old belief. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, without revealing any secrets or anything, can you give us maybe an example of, of someone or like um, something you found with somebody working through hypnotherapy, uh, hypnotherapy where something came out that they weren't even kind of aware that they had this and it sort of was a big, like an aha moment for them and they were able to make a shift. Is there any, can you tell us maybe any stories uh, from your experiences? Just to give an example of what it's like um, for the leaders who are probably thinking, all right, how does this work? And, you know, what yeah, are yeah, what no, I, I get that. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Um, so, um, and I have, these are client stories. I have full permission to share these uh, from them. Um, I'm going to tell you about Greg. He was an, a, a 30 year veteran expert in the insurance industry. He came to me with severe anxiety, mm -hmm. um, you know, president of his organization. And um, he knew how to do his job. He knew what needed to be done on a daily basis. And yet he kept waking up in the middle of the night and his brain was spinning and worrying. So he's getting a lack of sleep, um, which during the day manifested as procrastination and scrolling and, you know, avoidant behavior. And, and then, you know, he would work late to try and make up for it. So he's losing time with his family. Um, and it just was started to create this really negative um, downward spiral. And so he reached out to me and, you know, I, I have a pretty significant intake a session with my clients to really start to get a picture of where they're at and where they're going and where they've come from. And 
he knew he had had a difficult child. He fully admitted that. He's like, yeah, I know my, my mom was doing the best she could as a single mom. And, and it was hard. It was hard on him and his brother. And he's like, but I forgave her and, and we healed that. And she's since passed. I'm like, okay, great. Right. But what we learned as we went into that deeper alpha brainwave state was that there were still some unhealed, um, trauma in his nervous system, right. That had somehow gotten triggered at work, right. Suddenly out of the blue, it got triggered and, and it started creating this anxiety for him again. And so, you know, through our conversations, through the work and the homework that he does, yes, I give, I give homework, but it's not, it's not hard. It's always very healing, right. Um, he was able to release, um, the rest of that trauma from his nervous system to truly deeply forgive his mother and find a new loving relationship with her, even though, you know, she had since, you know, she'd passed many years ago. Um, it created a deep sense of peace and calm with him that took off the fear blinders that gave him a broader vision of, oh, yes, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. And he was got back on track with clarity and and consistently, right? So he was sleeping. He was exercising more. He started playing his ukulele again. His business, um, you know, went up significantly. And um, I finally met him. We worked together during um, the, the pandemic and I finally got to meet him in person um, just earlier this year. And he was like, you changed my life. Thank yeah, you good. so much. You just, you totally changed my life. And it's, it's so rewarding for me to watch clients bloom and blossom into their full authentic selves as they shed the layers of fear and the dignity violations that they've been holding onto, but they didn't even know they were carrying them around with them all this time. So it's, it's beautiful work that, um, is just, it's really my joy and my blessing to get to witness. Oh, that's really neat. And one of the things you mentioned, um, and I was going to ask you, like, you know, this, this particular leader had severe anxiety, which, which, which came up, came up all of a sudden, like he wasn't, he normally wasn't that way. And then it was getting, it got worse. Right. So maybe what are some other signs that leaders might be um, feeling, uh, they might be experiencing, they might be, they might see a change that tells them that they probably should seek help from someone like you to be able to kind of uncover like the the roots of that. So what are maybe what are some of the signs that leaders would, uh, that, that, that are a signal that they probably need to, you know, get some expert advice. Right, right. So someone who's maybe suddenly experienced a loss of confidence, mm -hmm. right? Um, because they lost a job or maybe because they're going through a divorce um, or difficult challenge, um, um, a lack of, of confidence, a lack of belief in oneself, or even like suddenly I'm not trusting myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I did this or someone came at me unexpectedly and now I don't trust myself mm. um, to make the right decisions. Um, I see that a lot. And then people start second guessing themselves, right? And then that starts to have a cascade effect on their performance, how they're showing up as a leader. Um, 
And, and then that can lead to overwhelm, to burnout. Um, I, I worked with, uh, an amazing woman, you know, vice president in her organization. And she came to me with severe burnout and overwhelm, um, because of the toxic work culture that she was in, you know, they kept moving, moving the goalposts, so to speak. Um, and, you know, throwing people under the bus, quite frankly. And, and through her work together, she was able to reconnect with herself and say, like, find her, her, her rudder, you know, for herself, um, so that she could clearly make a decision on whether to stay at that organization or to leave it. And ultimately she decided to leave because that's what was right for her. That was right for her health and her well-being. which by the way, when we're in those kinds of environments, all that stress and negativity can have a severe impact on our health, right? Um, one client um, developed breast cancer because of it, mm. right? Wow. And she was kind of headed down that path again when she reached out to me. She's like, I like she intuitively knew she had to change something because she was she was headed to having another round uh, another bout with cancer and so nipping that in the bud and deciding to um make powerful changes for herself and her career um ultimately helped her find her well-being again and her health so the the stress the emotions that we don't process right? And we, we think, oh, I'm just going to stuff them down here in these pockets, right? Um, eventually, we'll get your attention one way or another, and you might not like it. So making sure that you pay attention to those emotions and you do the best that you can to process them in a, in a safe and a healthy way um, is the best way to help people maintain their well-being. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So you sense something is not working right and you're you're having you know thoughts and feelings behaviors that are inconsistent with your norm with what you've done most of your life then is there's some there's some real signs there's something you're struggling i do like the idea that typically it's a loss of confidence you you mentioned loss of job divorce you like some sort of activity where you made a mistake and now you're second guessing these are these are significant events that we Sort of a lot of times we think, oh, it's fine, I'll keep going. And then, but it 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 lingers and it and it doesn't get better. And so I think right. that's where you 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 need somebody to help you, you know, uncover those things. And the subconscious mind is very interesting. I love the fact you said 90% of what we our mind works is in the subconscious. I love the subconscious. It's been what like a powerful tool for me throughout my life. It's like when I can't solve a problem, I go to sleep because I know I'll I wake up with the answer. And it's like I know the way my subconscious mind works. And, and I love that about it. And so, but a lot of those answers are there and sometimes it's hard to get in there and figure it out. That's why it's good to have someone like you uh, to help. Um, so um, what what do you wish, you know, we've been talking about matters of the mind here. What do you wish more people understood when it comes to the matters of the mind? I know that your mind is such a powerful place. Oh my goodness, right? And you can have it work for you or you can have it work against you. Right. Um, and it's very, very easy to get caught in that negative downward spiral of, um, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I can't do this. Oh, I'm going to fail. And then those negative beliefs 
then lead you to feel a certain way, right? So let's say it's a typical, a typical common negative belief is I'm not good enough, right? So start to ask yourself, well, if, I, if I'm telling myself I'm not good enough, well, how does that make me feel? Well, I feel crappy, right? I might feel depressed. I might feel anxious. And then what behaviors does that lead you to? Well, um, I might hide out. I might procrastinate. I might avoid. And then how does that behavior make you feel? Well, then I feel even crappier because I'm not doing what I know I need to do. I'm not making my numbers. I'm not motivating my team. And I just want to pull the covers over my head, right? So that's one belief. But what if you take that belief, I'm not good enough, and you flip it on its head just just, just for a minute, right? And go, well, what if you think I am good enough? Well, how does that feel? Oh, well, that, that feels good, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you start to show up when you feel and believe I am good enough? Well, I stand up a little taller, I'm a little more confident. I'm going to take the steps I know I need to take. I'm going to reach out, pick up the phone, do all those things that I know I need to do as a leader. And then how does that make you feel? Well, gosh, then I start to feel really empowered. And then my success starts to expand. And so, you know, it's a simple little mind trick, like chocolate vanilla chews. Do you want (laughs) this flavor or this flavor? Right? And you can pick the good one or the bad one. And, and every time I do this and every talk that I give and every speech that I give and every group that I, you know, in front of, they're like, I want to feel the good one. I'm like, okay, great. Right. But how often do we allow our minds to take us down the rabbit hole and feel crappy and to worry and spin on things that we have no control over? So it's about taking back power over your mind and choosing consciously choosing, John, your thoughts that you want to have that are going to move you forward in a good way versus in a not so good way. Wow. That's, that is a powerful summary of this episode. <laughs> Just those last comments right there. So the mind is powerful. It, can, it leads to act, actions, at least to thoughts, which leads to actions, which can lead to destructive situations, or it can, you can switch that around. You can turn, you know, switch the dial and it can be moving towards positive mindset, positive action. So, uh, don't, uh, don't forget about your mind. Don't, uh, don't yes. overlook that very important organ that we have in our body. So, yes, I always tell clients, you just have to change your mind, right? Yeah. You get to choose every moment you get to choose. And yeah. so choose, you know, change the channel to the channel that empowers you the most. Hmm. I love it. That's such a great, uh, great idea, great solution, great, great practical advice. Um, Michelle, uh, how can our listeners find out more about you, your book, and all your services? Sure. Well, you can always find me at michellemolitor.com. Um, and I have a variety of different ways that I work with people. I have uh, different group programs. I have individual programs. I even have... Um, team development programs all around communicating with greater dignity. So um, it depends on where you're at on your journey and what you're needing, but um, I'm always happy to have a complimentary and confidential um, conversation with someone via Zoom, no matter where you are on the planet. Fantastic. And so we're going to put a link to the show notes in uh, for Michelle's resource or website. And again, if if something in this conversation resonates with you, if you feel like you're 
uh, you see one of those archetypes that you is of self doubt that you feel like it's hindering uh, your what you know what you can be. You, you know, it's slowing down your full potential as a leader. Uh, I really highly encourage you to reach out to Michelle um, again. Have that conversation, like she said. She'll sit down, have a confidential discussion with you, and if it makes sense, move forward with the uh, with more work with her. Because again. Um, we as leaders, we have a very important job. The people, our people depend on us to be, um, you know, to, to be a hundred percent on our jobs. And if mentally we're struggling, we're, we're not going to be a hundred percent. So I do highly encourage you to reach out to Michelle. If one of these, something in this conversation really stuck out in your mind, reach out to her. She'll be happy to help. And, uh, you're going to find out more about yourself and you're going to find out more about what your capabilities are if you do. So, I highly encourage you to reach out to Michelle if something resonated with you. So, Michelle, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing all this information uh, with our listeners. Oh, thank you, John. My sincere pleasure to be here with you. And I hope, um, you know, one light bulb got turned on by a listener and they can start to see a different path forward for themselves that feels good and feels empowering for them because that's what I'm here to help people do. Absolutely. I love it. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Till next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.